welcome to Lifeline. My name is Sage Breed. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. I believe that today's topic is going to be one that's encouraging. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be thought-provoking. And ultimately, I believe it's going to give you the opportunity to make some positive decisions for yourself. Before we jump in, let's go ahead and let's pray. I'm going to hit you with that Lord's Prayer special. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. We love you, God. Let your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Here in today's conversation, God, we invite you in. Give us today our daily bread. Yeah. Forgive us of our sin, God, we repent, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Give us the faith to believe, the strength to follow you, and the hope to trust that your deliverance is better than the temptation presented. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Man, I love you guys. I'm excited. Today, we are going to talk about strength. Right? So when you hear strength, perhaps what you're thinking of is a bunch of 300 pound super jacked men just lifting weights throwing around looking like Ronnie Coleman looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger looking like Sam Solik looking like you right when you hear strength perhaps what you're hearing is someone who is capable someone who is trustworthy someone who is dependable maybe when you hear strength you hear somebody that takes advantage of others. Perhaps what you see is someone who abuses their power for their own gain. So in order to really unwrap and unravel these different mysteries, we really need to dive into the topic of what is strength, right? Well, simply put, strength is the ability to be strong. Strength is the measurable output of force. <clears throat> so when we think about strength, let's kind of give a working definition for today's topic. So when we talk about strength, we are going to use strength in the ability to move okay whether that thing is yourself whether it's a literal object whether it's a mentality or whether it's other people we are gonna say strength is the ability to move have you ever been in a position where you needed to like physically pick something up but it was too heavy. So maybe you asked a friend. Maybe you gathered family members around. Maybe you said, well, I'll figure out how to do it myself. I want to give you guys a story. A few years ago, I worked at a caregiving facility. We worked for people with physical and mental handicaps. These were all people 18 and up. 
and you know I just really started working out like I was doing track and cross country and I would exercise pretty consistently but not in the sense of like to lift heavy and things like that <clears throat> well we worked with a few guys like our patients who weighed a lot to be to be kind and generous uh, the Lord blessed them well this one gentleman he didn't have any legs he only had his upper body like um, and I remember he would always complain that the nurses that were set taking care of him right nurses is men and women they wouldn't be able to lift him there was also this gentleman he was like man he had to be six five dude was massive and he weighed a lot the difficulty with this particular guy is that he was often incapacitated so it was just like limp dead weight every time <laughs> oh my god anyway well on one particular occasion I was talking to the first gentleman uh, who only had his upper body and his torso and he was telling me he was like sage like early this morning uh, I was talking with the home caregiver and blah 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 and you know I was telling them they need to get the machine to lift me out of my bed and put me in my wheelchair I was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, they went to go get the machine, but the machine was broken. I was like, oh, Lord, I said, so how'd you get in the wheelchair? They said, well, they tried to pick me up. I said, okay. And then they dropped me. I said, oh, Lord. I was like, bro, like, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, but they dropped me a lot. I said, a lot? That's more than once. <laughs> That's too many times to be dropped, uh, especially in his his situation. And I was like, dang. So I said, okay, well, hey man, how how much do you weigh? And he told me. I said, okay. Because there was a few instances where I had to lift him, not necessarily out of a bed and into the chair, but it was once he was in the chair, we had to adjust him, and that was that was a bit challenging. There was one particular instance that really kind of set me over the top. So the latter gentleman that I was sharing with you that has a lot of limp weight. Well, one day there was more or less an emergency and we needed to transport him. But the only way to do that was obviously to get the, the carrier, hook him up in his harness. Well, we're picking him up and things going. Then all of a sudden, you hear just something just snap. And he drops. Like, it was a movie. Slow motion. He, he can't speak, but I'm sure in his head, he was like, uh, like in those movies where they're falling back, real dramatic like. And he falls to the floor. And we're all just kind of looking at each other like, Okay, <laughs> so let's pick him up. Obviously, we had to file an incident report, nonetheless. So we get ready to pick him up. It was a struggle. Like, we were all fighting for our lives. It was three of us. We could barely pick this man up. That's when I told myself I need to get stronger. Well, that was one of the moments. There was another moment 
where I was doing some work around my house and my mom had asked me <clears throat> to move these items for her. Well, I tried. I was not able to. And as a man, it made me feel some type of way because it's like this person was depending on me. I let him down. So now what? It's time to get stronger. So with the culmination of those different events and a few outside factors as well, I had to come to the conclusion, I need to get strong, right? But I wasn't at the point where I was like, let me run out and go get a gym membership. Because I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to go to the gym every day. So I told myself this. I'll go get a gym membership once I'm able to do 100 push-ups. So, time passes. I'm able to do 100 push-ups. I said, okay, okay. Uh, let me let me see what a gym membership's like. So, I talked to some friends. And we end up getting a gym membership together. And that starts the process. And so, I start being able to lift a lot of weight. So it came to the point where I could pick these guys up when needed. Right? And so even just having the ability to move something or having the potential to be relied on and depended on, it does something for a person. Right? It, it helps us feel useful. It helps us feel like, man, I'm making a difference. So when you hear strength... Perhaps different things like this come to your mind, right? So strength even goes into the point of discipline. It even goes to habits. Being strong is way more than just moving physical weight, moving literal objects. Sometimes you have to move your emotions. Sometimes you have to be able to make a decision and stick with it. Strength has a lot more to do with mental fortitude than it does with literally moving things. How do you know you're strong? Are you strong because you never move anything and you never really had a challenge of moving objects or you never really found yourself in a position that was actually difficult? Is that how you know you're strong? Or do you come to realize that you're strong because of the adversity that you faced? I want to share another story with y'all and we'll, we'll dive into this topic some more. When I was entering into college, I was very weak minded, right? God has blessed me now with the mental fortitude and the mental aptitude to be able to withstand a lot of things, but strength is built over time and it all came to a head. When I was at college and we would practice, obviously, and we would race, I would drop out of workouts all the time my freshman year. Like, man, I don't think there was one workout I finished that wasn't an easy run or wasn't like a long run. If it was something that was actually challenging, I would drop out. Like I do a few reps here and there and when it actually got hard, I just stopped. And it was the same way with life, because what we do in one area, we tend to do across the board. 
And so I had a few coaches pull me to the side and talk about this. And you know, I didn't want to pay any mind because I was, I was comfortable, right? But they said, you kind of suck. <laughs> they were like, you're, you're not very fast, dude. Um, you're really only here because of how the team follows you. So when I got kicked off the team, I had to make a decision. What am I training for? Right? I wanted to be a champion. And it came to the point where once I came back, there were still moments where I really struggled and, you know, I wanted to drop out. And there were a couple of times where I did. That was my first year back. So this is like my junior year. Man. Day and night. But it all culminated senior year. Right? We're over here. I believe it was our um, district for college. So it's, it's conference. Right? <sighs> Running steeplechase. I'd never done steeplechase in my life. That is probably one of the most difficult races I've ever competed in. A steeplechase is essentially 3K, which is about two miles. And you have hurdles and you have a water pit that you have to like jump over or run in. And the water's like six feet deep. So either you jump it, like and you try to clear it within like your stride, or you just kinda waterlog yourself and have to deal with the water weight. Anyway, so with this particular race like my goal is nationals or bust <laughs> uh, we're either gonna get there or die trying well so I'm running this race and I'm doing pretty good I'm contention to win last lap like I'm dead tired but the three of us are all right next to each other hit the lap we hear the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Final lap. One barrier. Ooh, jump over it. Okay, we're all running. We're hitting the curve. We're staying tight in our pack. Second barrier. Ooh, jump over it. Okay, I felt I felt that landing a little bit. <laughs> I felt that landing. Okay, now we're hitting the second curve. One more. Ooh, jump over. I barely make it over this third. One last barrier. So I get ready, I count my steps, count my stride. We're all we're already pushing by this point. I go to jump. My body does not clear the barrier. Like I straight up BAM! Like I run into it like with my knee. I flip. I never fallen on the track, but well, I have. But I never ate it like that. Right? I never fell in the middle of a race. I freaking ate it. It was crazy. And it's just like a flashbang went off. And it's just like, you know, like in those movies or like you play the video games, you hear that ringing in, in your ears and everything's blurry and like moving in slow motion. That's what it looked like. <laughs> it was crazy. And I just remember hearing my coach's voice. Come on, Sage, get up. You got to go. You got to go. Man, and I just move my body and I'm like ah, like I'm screaming like it's hurting and thankfully there's no more barriers but I just remember I'm, I was in third place fourth fifth sixth 
I'm like, I gotta get up. I gotta move. So I muster up the strength to get up. Seventh. Eighth. And I said, I have to score. Like, it's not an option to not score. And so by this point, I'm at the 100 meter mark. And so there's 100 meters left to the finish line. And the guy that's currently in eighth place, he's about 20 meters up from me. And he's already moving. Well, I make the decision, I have to score. And I go. There's nothing left to lose. 60 meters. 50 meters. 40 meters, I catch him. 30 meters, we're tied. We're running, looking at each other. 20 meters, I start pulling away. 10 meters, he's behind me. And I cross the finish line. And I was able to score for my team. And you know, our team's going crazy. It was like a movie. You know, I cross the finish line. Oh, 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 oh. And <laughs> my coach is like, Sage, Sage. And I fall into his arms. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. And, um, you know, I, I compose myself and I walk over to the tent. And it's this whole ordeal and um, jacked up my leg pretty bad. Anyway, that's another story for another time. But people were coming up to me. And they were just like, you are not the same person you were four years ago. And it was even just like, people could depend. I could depend on me. Because the Lord gave me the strength. So when you hear strength, sometimes... Is because you're faced with the situation where you have to be strong. But you have to make this decision ahead of time. So, when we talk about, man, I want to move something. It takes time. It takes time to be strong. It takes pressure to be strong. It takes tearing to be strong. It takes rest. Especially in today's culture, we don't like to rest a lot. And unfortunately, that's why we have a lot of weak people. But if you want to be strong, you have to rest. True strength is gained by recovery. Excuse me. This is why athletic programs pay so much for their recovery departments. Why they spend so much money on the trainers. Why they spend so much money on the equipment. Why they spend so much money to send and outsource the athletes to go get cryo treatment. To get these cold tubs and these hot tubs. To get these stem recovery sessions. To get these masseuses in there. To get these stretching and workout equipment. Because true champions understand strength demands rest. Right, So if you have this grind mentality and you think, man, I'm really doing something, you're not. Right, I'm not invalidating the work that you put in, but I'm what I'm talking, I can't say that and then say but, excuse me. I'm not invalidating the work that you put in and it takes more than just working. You have to let it grow. We 
with these different things that you're finding yourself in, maybe there's goals that you have set and you're like, I have to achieve them. But imagine it like this. I heard someone say this to me once. They go, man, you know, I'm just, I'm doing my best and I'm trying. It's just like I'm running on fumes. I looked at them. I said, I hear that. I'm sorry. That sounds tiring. So why don't you go fill up? And they looked at me like, huh? And I said, well, think about your car. It could be the best car. It could have 600 miles to the tank. There comes a point where you have to take it to the gas station. But in order to fill up, you have to turn your car off. Because if you're just running on fumes, how do you expect to keep going? Right? But we have this mentality with ourselves, but not with everything else. We charge our phone. We know our phones have to rest. We charge our laptops. We refill our cars. We eat. But we ourselves, as specifically in an American culture, we don't rest. It's like we look down on people who rest. Like, oh, you're weak. This is why God instilled the Sabbath. This is why he says, hey, on the seventh day, rest. This is why he told the Israelites, the Hebrew nation, hey, on the seventh year, forgive all debts. On the seventh year, like every seventh year, don't plow the ground. Let the ground rest and it will produce more fruit. We've created this mentality of if I'm as strong as I believe, I can't rest. That's probably why we're so tired all the time. I met with a friend today to go run. Shout out Stevie. He's that guy. And I was telling him, I said, bruh, I knew that I had to wake up early to go run. We went to go run at 6. And I still stayed up late. I was like, I don't, but I do know why I did that. But it was just like, why did I do that? How is that giving myself any time to rest? Why am I mean to myself like that? Maybe we don't see it that way. Maybe we don't see neglecting rest as us being mean to ourselves. But that's essentially what we're doing. We slave drive our own selves when we refuse to let our bodies rest. When we refuse to let our mind rest. If we constantly need something playing in the background, we're, we're essentially abusing ourselves. There's moments where I get in the car. I love music. Right, obviously, like I travel professionally and I do that. And I love silence. Perhaps some of you got a little uncomfortable there. You're like, oh my gosh, like what's going on? But there's something about silence that resets the mind. There's something about quiet 
that allows the soul to rest. Jesus says, Come to me all who are weary, all who have heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Right? We hear in Psalm 23, He leads me by still waters, He restores my soul. We hear in 1 Peter, Cast all your cares upon Him, cast all your anxieties, cast all your weights upon Him, because He cares for you. And sometimes it's a struggle to believe that. And Jesus had these same conversations when he was talking with the Pharisees. The Pharisees and the Sadducees are what we would deem as the preachers. What we'd see as the pastors. And Jesus did a lot of miracles on the Sabbath. And in Jewish tradition, no work on the Sabbath. Right? It even goes to the point where they have running elevators. On the Sabbath day because even pushing the button is considered work. But it seems a bit, to me, counterintuitive because don't you have to walk to get there? Isn't that work? But hey, anyway. But this is what Jesus was talking about. Like, eh, it's not quite what I'm talking about. Like when he would confront, well, he was getting confronted and he would um, give an answer. But he was like, he would heal on the Sabbath and it got to the point where in Luke, the Pharisees told the lady that got healed, Hey, what are you doing? You got six days out of the week. Why are you choosing the Sabbath to come get healed? Choose another day. And Jesus is looking at him like, Jit is tripping. And he would tell him, he goes, Bruh, y'all are hypocrites. Do you not get up early in the morning to untie your oxen? And let them go outside. Is that not work? You hypocrites. If one of your animals fall into a ditch. Do you just leave him there all day. And come get him at sundown. Or do you go and get him the moment you see him. So. Does the son of man have the right. To heal and forgive sins. Even to the point. There was another instance in Mark. The gospel of Mark. Where the disciples are walking. And they had this. Um cultural tradition to where if you were harvesting grain you wouldn't harvest like on the corners like on the edge of your property you will let those for travelers and those that weren't able to purchase food they would be able to pick off of those so the disciples were walking around picking grain and eating it on the sabbath the pharisees and sadducees came up to him and said hey why in the world are your disciples Picking grain on the Sabbath. And Jesus looks at him. And he goes. Well this was also tying into fasting. And Jesus goes well. Should the guests of the bridegroom. Fast while he's with them. Or when he's away. And they were like away. He goes well okay well I'm here. So what, what need is there to fast. The Sabbath is for man. Not man for the Sabbath. So I'm sharing these things to highlight and hopefully it's it's giving you a fuller context. It's painting a, a more vivid picture in your mind of what strength and rest really are when they work in tandem. Because what they really are, are slingshots. You work hard, rest harder. 
But this is why it's important to be disciplined. Because if you don't have a schedule for when you work hard and when you're supposed to rest hard, it can get a little bit wonky. So decide ahead of time when you're going to rest. Decide ahead of time when you're going to work hard. Because if you allow yourself unlimited rest, it's easy to become lazy. And it's easy to walk in the excuse of, well, I worked hard. I deserve a little bit of extra rest, which is fine at some times, not every time, right? Here, we do hard things. This family does hard things. Perhaps you're going to have to do it tired. That's why I told Stevie today. I said, hey, bro, like, <laughs> I made a silly decision and I'm going to have to do it tired. Still showed up there early. Still got my stuff together. Still ran. Do it anyway. You have the capacity. You have the ability to be strong and to grow in your strength. Because thankfully, there's no cap on being strong. Right? If you get strong physically, well, there's other things that you can do to boost how strong you are, right? I'm not going to go here and, and give all my stats, but I will give you a highlight. When I go to the gym, people at the gym know I like to lift heavy. And they laugh because sometimes when I'm lifting exponentially less than what I normally do, they walk up and they go, Sage, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm resting. Like I'm just, I'm deload. And they're like, deload? Like, nah, man, you gotta keep going. I'm like, that's that's why your body's jacked up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm deloading. Like, I'm taking a week and going light. I'll take two weeks if I need to. I'll do active recovery stuff. So I, I'm not out on injuries. My back doesn't hurt. My knees don't hurt. My elbows don't hurt. Right? I'm 26 years old. People are always talking about, you feel it yet? <laughs> no, and I won't, <laughs> right? I'm not. I'm not going to feel that because I'm taking care of my body and I'm allowing myself to rest. If I notice that I'm upping my caffeine intake, I need more sleep. I don't need more caffeine. I need more sleep. So when I recognize that, I go, man, I'm tempted to get an energy drink right now. But because I recognized that that's where I went, I'm not going to drink caffeine today. Instead, I'm going to go to sleep early. And I wake up the next day crazy energized. So to be strong, it's the ability to move. And sometimes the object that needs to be moved is ourself. And there's different weights. And sometimes we need other people to help us carry the load. Sometimes we need our friends to spot us. Sometimes we need to invite someone that we're not familiar with to help carry the burden, like a therapist, like a doctor, right? You go to the doctor's office because you're not a doctor, right? We go to the dentist because you're not a dentist. We go to the eye doctor because you're not an eye doctor. There's people specialized that we don't know, but we get to know over time, over consistency, over vulnerability, that we're able to say, hey, actually, I know I came in here for a checkup, but there's there's something that's been bothering me. 
and they're able to help lift that burden. So I want to encourage you and empower you and even implore you. Look at the areas of your own life, right? I have to look in the mirror and say, Sage, you're really struggling with patience. Sage, you're really struggling with pride. Sage, you're really struggling with lustful thoughts. Sage, you're really struggling with self-deprivation. Go talk to somebody. And in those moments, I, I reach out to my accountability. I reach out to my mentors. I reach out to my friends. Right? I, I was having a conversation with one of my buddies the other day. And they were just like, man, sometimes I share these things and people look at me a certain way. I said, well, hey, man, I'm not going to look at you any type of way. Because I know firsthand that sometimes you just need to share things. You know you're going to go back to the same stuff. But sometimes you just need to know somebody heard me. Somebody understood. Like they can't really help me outside of just hearing me. That's all I need. And so sometimes it's even just that. You're loved. I'm not really sure if you fully comprehend and grasp that. But you are loved. People love you. Perhaps you're even like, nobody does. Like You don't know my situation, Sage. You don't understand what I go to every day. You don't know where I'm coming from. Perhaps. That's true. What's also true is that you are cared about. I care about you so there's one person at least we have people here in this community that care about you so reach out hop in the comments you know I love seeing your comments whether it's on Instagram on YouTube the uh, questions that we ask on the Spotify I love reading those things I pray over you guys because you're real people with real pain, real struggles, real dreams and aspirations. I believe in you. Excuse me. I trust the gift that God has put in you. And I love to see you accomplish what it is that you want. Whether it's you growing in your relationships with your family, your loved ones, your friends, with yourself. Whether it's you starting businesses and keeping them. Whether it's you working for someone else and doing a wonderful job. I believe in you. That's strength. Strength is saying, even when I feel like doing a bad job and cutting corners, I'm going to do my best. Real strength is saying, even when I'm tired and I'm sleepy... And people are going to be understanding. I'm still going to give my best effort. There was something that really helped me when I was learning how to be mentally strong. And it was this. I used to be of the belief that I have to give 100% every time or else why just even do it. But I had a coach come in and he told me, Sage, you don't have to give 100%, especially if you don't have 100% to give. However, give 100% of what you do have. So if I'm running at 80% capacity, don't save 20%. Give 100% of the 80. 
if I'm running at 60%, don't run on 30%. Give 100% of that 60. Why? Because the Lord is going to honor that. Because Colossians 3.23 says, Do everything as unto the Lord and not unto people. So when we say, God, I'm going to give my best effort. God, I'm going to do my best. God, I'm exhausted. I'm only running on like 10% right now. Well, one, let's assess how we got there. And we get to give 100% of that 10%. Because people are looking at you. They're watching you, seeing how you navigate these things. And either we're going to give them permission to keep going, to persevere, to be strong, or we're going to give them permission to slack off, to do a poor job, to cut corners. So if you want to be strong, you're going to have to spend some time under tension. And it's hard. The Bible says in Proverbs, no discipline is pleasing while it's happening. But later on down the road, it will produce a harvest of righteousness, of blessing. So continue being disciplined. Because discipline says, I'm going to say no right now so I can say yes later. Because a lot of people are saying yes right now. But they're going to have to say no when they really want to. Right? So say no to all these extra things. Like my friends and I, we we meet at this men's group at Panera. And praise God, a little testimony story. But we walked in and we were looking. Man, I really like their pastries. I'm not crazy about their food. They got good pastries. They got this cherry, cherry cream cheese Danish. My boy. Anyway. And so we're looking. And we were like, man, you guys want to get anything? And every week we tell each other, no, we got food at home. So we stare longingly at the pastries. Like in this dish. They got to like contain to the side. And we're just looking at them. Just like, oh my God, bro. You see that pastry? (laughs) We're talking about it. And one of the ladies comes up. She goes, hi, can I get you guys anything? And I look at them. I look at the lady. I look at the pastry. I look back at the lady. I said, do y'all have any samples? And she looks at me. She goes, "Mm, but what do you want? And we're like, "Mm, okay. So we start talking to ourselves. Because we're thinking she's just going to cut us a piece. And my friend was like, bro, that blueberry muffin, get get the blueberry muffin, the blueberry muffin. And I'm like, okay, we're going to, we like the blueberry muffin, please. So she opens up the case, bruh, and just the whiff of the aroma, puts it in the box. And we're like, oh, maybe she's going to cut it in the box. She walks over, she goes, here you go. You can have it. And we're looking like, huh? She goes, yeah. We're like, thanks. <laughs> like, thank you so much. Strength. The ability to say no will open doors to a yes. The ability to say no, we have food at home, 
open the door for God to bless us. The ability to say, no, I'm not going to stay and entertain this temptation, but I'm going to do what the Bible says to flee. You can't fight temptation. Don't be fooled. I'm going to say no to temptation. God is going to bring a blessing to you. God is even going to direct you in which way that you're running from the temptation to bring you into a blessing. To say, no, I'm not going to let this weight sit on my chest, but I'm going to call out for help. I'm going to call my friends to help get this weight off of me. God's going to bless you with community. To say, no, I'm going to stay in tonight because there's work to do. I'm going to work on that book. I'm going to work on that music. I'm going to work on myself and read. I'm going to work on my relationship with God and pray, read the Bible. I'm going to work. Later on, God is going to bring that blessing that you planted the seed of your no. It's going to give birth to a yes. So stay diligent, stay humble, stay strong, right? Man, I love, I love Terry Crews. There was this one time where he was in this interview and they go, Terry, do you have a favorite word? And he goes, yeah, power. Just the way he said it was like, ooh, yeah, I feel that. You don't say power. You have power. You know, the strength behind that. You can feel it. And just even in how he said that one word, I felt motivated. I said, well, I'm going to go to the gym right now. <laughs> I'm going to go listen to a podcast right now. I'm going to go pray right now. I'm going to go read the Bible right now. I'm going to go have that difficult conversation right now. That's true strength. Man, so what we talked about was... Real strength is the ability to move. Whether you're moving yourself, your emotions, a physical object. Whether you're moving yourself spiritually, strength is the ability to move and the ability to help others move. Okay, because what is strength if it's just for yourself? That's why we see people abuse the power that they have. Because they didn't understand or fully grasp or perhaps they were even taught that real strength is for yourself. But true strength is for people like at the caregiving facility. True strength is for people like you who are reaping the benefits of the struggles that I went through. So now you don't have to go through them. True strength is humility. Being humble So those around you can experience the joy of Christ that's in you. Be strong for somebody else. Be strong for yourself. Be strong for God. And thank you, God. I want to point you guys to this. One of my mentors gave me this. Jude 3. There's no multiple chapters in Jude. It's just one piece of paper. So it's just Jude 3. But it says... Contend for the faith that was once and for all entrusted to God's holy people. Contend means to fight. It means to wrestle. So you're always going to have a fight about, do you really believe this or not? 
You're always going to have a fight about, is this worth it or not? You're always going to have a fight about, am I going to do this or not? You have that option. And I believe that you're going to make the wise decision. I love you guys. Thank you for joining us in today's conversation. I'm praying for you. Peace.